Hi there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports. This is Pickleball Problems. This week on the show, we are talking about what it takes to be a champion. Currently, the Tournament of Champions is going on in Utah. I'm not there. We're about to have a baby, and I do not think my wife would appreciate it if I was on the court when she went into labor and I was 3,000 miles away. So I'm at home, but we can talk about what it takes to be a champion. And whether this is a champion at the pro level, whether you're talking about the 6-0 players, because that's now a thing, whether you're talking about the 5-0, whether you're talking about being a 4-0 or a 3.5 player who wants to be the king of the court or the queen of your club, the master of the community center, whatever it is, what does it take to be a champion? And there's a few things that are pretty specific. Step one to being a champion, be consistent. All you have to do to win a pickleball point is put the ball in the court once more than the other team does. If they can hit eight balls in a row, all you have to do is get it in nine times, and you will win the point. That's how it works. Now, this is easier said than done. So what does it take to be consistent? Well, first of all, you can't have really glaring weaknesses. Or if you do have glaring weaknesses, you've got to be able to compensate in some way. If you've got a really weak backhand, for example, a backhand that you often pop up or you hit in the net, a backhand that you can't put away when the ball is there, well, it's going to be really tough to be a champion, to win matches consistently, because better players are going to be able to expose that weakness. They're going to force you to play the shot you don't like so much, and that's going to mean that you can't hit the strong shots, your preferred shots, as often as you want. Now, to a certain extent, you can compensate. Let's take that example of the person with the weak backhand. Well, when you return serve, if you're pretty quick, then when you get that ball hit to your backhand, perhaps you can run around it and you can use your forehand instead. This might also be true when you're up at the kitchen line, although it becomes tougher because now you have less time to react because you're up closer to your opponents. So you can, to a certain extent, avoid those weaknesses. But I'm telling you, as you play with better and better players, they're A, going to be able to identify those weaknesses, and B, they're going to be able to exploit them. So if you want to be a champion, you've got to cut down on these glaring weaknesses. You've got to work on them. You've got to practice the shots that you're not so good at, the situations that you don't handle that well, because you won't be a champion if you've got obvious liabilities. Being consistent also means not missing easy balls. When that high forehand is sitting there, you got to put that away. The champions do that. They don't just put it back in the court. They take advantage of these moments that they have. That also means having very few unforced errors on the simpler things like serves and returns. And the story's a bit different if you're being really aggressive with those serves and returns, but you can't afford to be missing, I don't know, one out of every six serves or returns. That's not a good way to score points, and that's a great way to give away points. So being consistent on shots that you really should just be making, that's going to be critical to being a consistent player who has a chance to be a champion. This episode is supported by 20 drills and 10 games to play better pickleball. If you're tired of playing at the same level and are serious about improving your skills, this ebook is right up your alley. Full of fun and focused activities you can do with a partner or ball machine, 20 drills and 10 games to play better pickleball is easy to use and best of all, fun to use. Get it today at thirdshotsports.com and use the promo code PROBLEMS to save 33%. All right, the second thing you need to do if you want to be a champion on the pickleball court is be consistent. I know, I know that was step number one, be consistent. But this is a different kind of consistency. 
In step one, I was talking about being consistent, like getting the ball back in play again and again and again and again and again and again and again. This is a different kind of consistency. This is about being consistent from match to match to match to match, or from day to day to day. For the pros who are out there on tour, who are out playing tournaments, like they are in Utah right now, or like they will be in California in a couple months, like they will be in Las Vegas next month, it's not good enough that you walk on the court and one day have a really amazing match and the next day have a really weak match. I mean, it's good enough, it happens, you can go out and play, but you're not going to be a champion if you have those really significant up and down days. One of the things that's most impressive about really high-level athletes in any sport, whether it's pickleball or tennis or hockey or baseball or football, take your, your favorite sport, isn't just that those players are good players, but they're good players day in and day out. And the thing is, is that the longer that you win, the further you go into the tournament, the more matches you play, and the more tired you're going to get. And so it's even more impressive those players who've been out on the court all day grinding away against other top players to still have that same level, that consistently high level. So if you want to be a real champion, whichever level that is, you better not be someone who plays really hot and then really cold because it just takes that one cold match or those two cold matches back to back that then derail your chances. So what do you have to do to be a consistent player? Not in terms of just keeping the ball on the court, but coming out and performing consistently. Well, first, you better be prepared. And what it means to be prepared is different for different people. Whatever your routine is before you step on the court, whether that's a physical warm-up or whether that's, I don't know, some people like to listen to certain music or they read a certain book or some people go through a certain technical warm-up, right, where they're hitting balls with their partner or hitting balls with a wall. Whatever your routine is, whatever you need to do to prepare so that you step on the court, you're ready to go. That's going to be important because if your routine if your preparation before the match isn't consistent, if you're not firing on all cylinders when you step out there, it's very easy to get in a hole quickly, to get down four or five or six nothing. And it's tough to climb back from those. So one of the things that we see from consistent performers is that their preparation is consistent. And so when they step on the court, they're prepared, whatever that means for them. You also better be focused. Because if you go on that court and you're unfocused, you're distracted by something else that's going on in your life. It's very easy for you to underperform, to play a few loose points here and there, to pop up balls that you shouldn't be popping up, to not put away balls that you should put away. And if you're unfocused, for whatever reason that may be, it's going to be hard to perform consistently. And finally, you better have a clear plan whether that's you playing as a singles player or you playing doubles. You better have a clear plan as to what you're doing on the court so you can go out and execute that plan. If you step on the court and you don't really have a plan and you and your partner say, well, okay, well, let's see. Let's try to figure it out. That's not usually a recipe for success because by the time that you figure out who you should be hitting to or that you should be using the power game against these players instead of the soft game, it's very likely that you're going to be in a hole that's tough to get out of. So having that clear plan coming out on the court, because you've scouted the players before, if possible, because you've watched them play, because you've gone to YouTube and you saw, oh, these guys were playing together at a tournament last week. Let's watch that match. And I realize this isn't always possible. 
but it's important that as much as you can, you and your partner have a clear plan when you step on the court. And unless you have good reason to abandon that plan for some other plan, you should stick with it right off the bat. See how it goes and adjust as needed. But don't step on the court and say, well, let's see. Let's try to figure it out as we go. That's not a way to perform consistently. In the beginning, we gave you unlimited power and asked just one thing in return. Just one thing. Just keep it in. What were we thinking? Mistakes were made. Lives were lost. But this time, just relax. We've got you covered. Selkirk. Power. Control. No compromise. The third thing you need to do if you want to be a champion on the pickleball court is you need to be able to switch gears. To switch gears from offense to defense. There's that in-between gear being in a neutral situation. One of the things we see from strong players is that they don't only have one speed. They don't always hit hard. They don't always go on offense. But at the same time, they don't always defend or just keep the ball in play. They take advantage of offensive opportunities where they can finish a point. And they realize when they're in a defensive situation that they shouldn't be stepping on the gas trying to win. They're trying to survive. They're trying to weather the storm. They're trying to hit a defensive ball initially, hoping to transition that into a more neutral situation where, yeah, the opponents get the ball back, but they're not able to do much damage because you were able to keep it low and soft, for example. And so really strong players understand these different phases of play, offense, neutral, and defense. And they're comfortable switching back and forth between these. So I'm not asking people to always go out there and just put the ball in the court, because that's not good enough. If you just put it back in the court, but it's a high floater, well, you're going to lose. But at the same time, we can't always be stepping on the gas. And so understanding those different phases, that's something that's going to be really important if you want to perform well and to be a champion. Are you a pickleball coach or would you like to be a pickleball coach? Well, we've got something amazing for you. Head over to pickleballcoachinginternational.com and check it out. And finally, if you want to be a champion, there's a really important technical skill that you better possess. And that technical skill is being really good at controlling the height of the ball. This is something I've been paying more and more attention to as I travel around the continent teaching pickleball or watching tournaments or watching video. Next time you're at your club playing, or you're watching a tournament, or even you're just watching online, pay attention to something. Watch how many times a point ends because one person doesn't control the height of the ball well. That one person hits the ball a little bit too low, and it's in the net and they lose. Or they hit the ball a little bit too high, and it's now a sitter that's put away by the opponents. The vast majority of the points in pickleball end because of poor height control. And so if I was working on one particular skill, one thing I wanted to be really good at, it would be controlling the height of the ball from anywhere on the court under any circumstance. Whether my opponents were hitting a hard smash at me and I want to be able to play that ball back low so they can't smash it again. Whether I'm in a dinking situation and I want to be able to play the ball high enough that it's over the net, but low enough that by the time it gets to my opponents it's now descending and they have to hit upwards. If you can control the height of the ball well, you will have huge success on the pickleball court. And so these other skills we talked about, being consistent, keeping the ball in play, being consistent in terms of your performance, 
and being really good at transitioning between those different phases of play, offense, defense, neutral. Those are all sort of tactical skills or psychological skills to some extent. But when it comes to controlling the height of ball, this is a technical skill. Can you keep that ball about one or one and a half paddle heights or less over the net? In different circumstances, receiving different kinds of balls. If you can do that, you will likely have success. You will likely put pressure on your opponents where they can't do a lot of damage. And if they don't control the height of the ball well, then you're all over it. So if you're out there practicing and you're thinking, hey, I want to be a champion. Uh, yeah, physically I'm good. Psychologically I'm fine. Technically I got to work on those skills. Work on the skill of controlling the height. Work on the skill of keeping that ball low. One, maybe one and a half paddle heights at most over the net in any situation, aside from serve and return, of course. And you will likely be a super player. Hey, it's Mark here. This might be a good time to remind you that we're running this awesome contest until the end of summer 2018, and that is we want to send two people, you and a friend, to the 2018 USAPA Pickleball National Championships in Indian Wells, California. All you have to do is head over to thirdshotsports.com contests. Every week we're adding new names to the grand prize draw. And in the meantime, you might also win yourself a cool paddle or something else from our friends over at Selkirk Sport. So head over to thirdshotsports.com contests and perhaps you can win a trip to California. All right, so to summarize, there are four things that you can do if you want to be a champion, whether that's a pro-level champion, whether that's an intermediate champion, the queen of the court, the king of the club, whatever it might be. First, you better be consistent. Keep that ball in the court. Don't have an obvious weakness that they can exploit that sort of breaks down every time the ball gets hit there. Find ways to get the ball back in play. Second, be consistent in terms of your performance. Don't be satisfied by having a really good match and then a really poor match, being really hot then really cold. Find ways to step on the court so that you can play your best or close to your best. It doesn't always have to be your ideal. Sometimes you get a win kind of ugly, but finding ways to win, being consistent with your performance. And that will be improved if when you step on the court, you're prepared, whatever that means for you. You're focused, not distracted by other things going on in your life or around the court. And that you and your partner have a very clear plan that you know what you're doing as soon as you get on the court. You're not making it up as you go along. Third, be comfortable transitioning from different phases of play, whether that's going on offense, going on defense, or something in between, neutralizing your opponents. You're not out there to always be stepping on the gas and trying to hit a winning shot. Likewise, you're not always out there just to defend. You've got to be able to transition smoothly between those three phases. And finally, the technical skill. Be amazing at controlling the height of the ball. Whether you're playing a third shot, whether you're playing a fourth or a fifth, whether you're in a dinking battle with your opponent, even if you're playing a lob, controlling the height of the lob, hitting it high enough that it gets over them, but not so high that it goes out. Become a really great height controller and you've got a much better chance at being the king or queen of the court. And we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening to Pickleball Problems this week. If you have a problem that you'd like me to address, why not record a voice memo on your phone and email it to me, mark at thirdshotsports.com. No matter what level you're playing at, go out there this week and be a champion. See you next time.